Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chahan. Welcome back to another episode of Courts Today by Live Law, where we bring you the latest developments from all courts across India. Let us start. The Supreme Court today continued hearing the petitions challenging dilution of Article 370 of the Constitution, which resulted in the abrogation of special status of Jammu and Kashmir. You know, the petitioners concluded their arguments yesterday. Today was the 10th day of hearing and the respondents, that is, the council appearing for Union of India, began with their arguments. Attorney General R. Venkata Ramani started by quoting Lincoln, where he said that a limb can be amputated to save a life, but a life is never given to save a limb. To this, the CGI said, and I quote, Mr. A.G., we cannot postulate a situation where the ends justify the means also, right? Means should also be consistent with the ends. The Attorney General further said that the combined reading of instrument of accession and the proclamation followed by adoption of Article 370 shows that all traces of sovereignty, if any, were surrendered. The object of Article 370 was the constitution integration of Union of India and Jammu and Kashmir. After the brief introduction by the Attorney General, Solicitor General Tushar Mehta then told the court that the abrogation of Article 370 was required to ensure that the people of Jammu and Kashmir can avail welfare schemes of the centre. The court was also appraised that the abrogation has permitted the people of JNK to enjoy similar rights and privileges as the rest of the country. The constitution bench of CJI Chandrachur, Justice S.K. Kaul, Justice Sanjeev Khanna, Justice B.R. Gawai and Justice Surya Kant will continue to hear the matter on Monday. Stay tuned with us. Normally, the Supreme Court will not interfere in orders where bail is granted by the High Court by exercising its discretion unless it is so contrary to law or shocking to the conscience of the court. A similar finding has been arrived at in the case of Jitendra Narayan, former Chief Secretary of the Union Territory of Andaman. Bail granted to Narayan was today affirmed by the Supreme Court. Jitendra Narayan is a 1990 batch IAS officer who along with other government officials has been accused of raping a 21-year-old woman. The survivor had alleged that she was lured into the chief secretary's home on promise of a government job and was raped by top officials. At the time of this alleged incident, Naren was posted as chief secretary of Andaman and Nicobar Islands. Case was registered against him by the Andaman and Nicobar police in October last year, after which he was suspended from the post of chairman and managing director of Delhi Financial Commission, which he held at that time. Then, an SIT was formed to investigate the allegations and Naren was arrested in November last year. Earlier this year, in February, the circuit bench of the Calcutta High Court at Port Bear granted him bail after imposing certain conditions. Today, the Supreme Court bench of Justices Vikram Nath and Asanuddin Amanullah was hearing a batch of pleas for cancellation of the bail granted to him. The Supreme Court refused to cancel the bail and validated the High Court's decision to not deal with the respective arguments because it would affect the trial of the case. However, the Apex Court took into account certain apprehensions raised by the survivor and directed the Union Territory Administration to adequately deal with any complaint made by her. 
The Supreme Court bench comprising Justices Hima Kohli and Justice Rajesh Bindal has dismissed an appeal against a judgment of the Guwahati High Court which rejected the claim of an appellant for release of unpaid salary from 2001 as an assistant teacher in Assam. In this case the appellant claimed that she was appointed as an assistant teacher at Bengabari ME school based on an advertisement released by the competent authority in 1996 but the court noted that the appointment letter nowhere stated that appointment was in pursuance of any advertisement issued or that the candidates had undergone any selection process for the same The court also found that the director of elementary education through an order of October 2001 had declared a series of appointments including the appellants as illegal and void as all such appointments were made against non-existent posts. But the writ petition filed by her in the high court in 2008 stated that she had been working for 7 years without any salary. The High Court had dismissed her claim for the release of unpaid salary against which she moved the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has now held that once the appointment was declared illegal and void ab initio by the Director of Elementary Education in Assam in 2001, the appellant could not legally continue in service thereafter unless that cancellation order was set aside. But the cancellation order was never challenged. therefore she had no legal right to continue in service and no claim for payment of salary could be made the gujarat high court today rejected a plea filed by former ips officer sanjeev bhatt demanding transfer of his trial in the 1996 drug planting case to a court in banaskantla district secondly the high court has also dismissed a connected plea which challenged three orders passed by the trial court for being illegal and perverse The plea to transfer the matter to a different court in Banaskantha district was filed citing various reasons and also pointing out the conduct of the current judge conducting the trial. Bhat wanted his trial to be conducted by the senior most additional sessions judge as he alleged bias on the part of additional sessions judge J N Thakkar. Further, he alleged that during the pendency of his transfer plea, the trial was conducted on a day-to-day basis. and thereafter the stage of leading evidence in defense came to be closed the application for accommodation on account of the sickness of the advocate was also rejected and the court commenced the prosecution's arguments only for 5 to 10 minutes allegedly just to conclude the stage and make the transfer application infructuous but had also sought that the trial court proceedings be recorded in an audio video format But the bench of justice Samir J Dave of the Gujarat High Court has rejected the plea thus granting him no relief. Let me tell you Bhatt is already serving life imprisonment over his conviction in a 1990 case of custodial torture. And now let me tell you that a plea has been filed before the Court of Inquiry Commissioner and Special Judge Vigilance in Kerala's Muvattupura seeking investigation into the alleged bribery carried out by high ranking public officials of the state in connection with mining and other business interest of Cochin Minerals and Rutile Limited that is CMRL the petitioner has accused Kerala chief minister Pinarayi Vijayan his daughter Veena Vijayan and her company Exa Logic Solutions Private Limited for having received illegal consideration under the guise of her father
Apart from the above, other public servants have also been named as other accused in the matter for having received illegal gratification. And CMRL, its managing director, chief financial officer and its chief general manager of finance and company secretary are alleged to have given out bribes for illegal ratification. The petitioner also submits that it is possible that there may be unaccounted hawala money involved in such transactions and the same also requires to be investigated. Yesterday, the Vigilance Court had returned the plea on the ground that the affidavit by the petitioner Girish Babu did not contain the necessary documents regarding the incident. The petitioner therefore filed the present plea on correcting the same. And now he has sought investigation into the alleged bribery. Stay tuned for more updates on this matter. I am sure you know about the Supreme Court landmark judgment of National Legal Services Authority versus Union of India, where the top court had declared transgender people as the third gender while giving them the right to self-identification of their gender as male, female or third gender. While reiterating this and stressing that a person has a constitutionally recognized right to change his or her gender through surgical intervention, the Allahabad High Court has directed the state DGP to dispose of an application filed by a female constable seeking permission to undergo sex reassignment surgery, also called SRS, to get herself ultimately identified and personalized as a male with true male physical character. The petitioner had applied for necessary sanction for the SRS in March this year before the DGP UP Lucknow, but no decision had been taken in that regard and therefore the instant plea was moved. The bench of Justice Ajit Kumar of Allahabad High Court emphasized that if a person suffers from gender dysphoria and except for their physical structure, Feeling and traits towards the opposite sex are such that they take a complete misalignment of personality with physical body. Such people do possess a constitutionally recognized right to get their gender changed through surgical intervention. Importantly, the court also asked the state government to file an appropriate affidavit as to whether it had framed any such act in compliance with directions issued by Supreme Court in the Nalsa case. Some of you might know about the term first level check. It refers to the initial inspection and testing of electronic voting machines, that is EVMs, by election commission before they are used in an election. During this process, the election commission ensures the proper functioning and accuracy of the EVMs to maintain the integrity of electoral process. Such inspection will take place before the conduct of 2024 elections also. Regarding this, a PIL has been moved before the Delhi High Court against the conduct of State Election Commission during the first level check of EVMs and VVPATs at 11 district offices in the national capital for their use in 2024 Lok Sabha polls, which was scheduled from July 15th to 30th. The petition has been moved by Anil Kumar, the president of Delhi Pradesh Congress Committee, a unit of the Indian National Congress. The PIL alleges that sufficient notice was not given to political parties before conduct of first level check and that EVM details were not provided despite asking, thus defeating the whole purpose of the practice. It adds 
that if the procedure itself is not transparent, how can the Election Commission of India ensure a free and fair election? The petition has therefore sought a direction upon the SEC to reconvene the first level check. A direction is also sought on the SEC to give sufficient notice regarding the said checking so that the representatives of political parties can participate in the process. And the last update for today is from Karnataka High Court. The court has dismissed a PIL filed by residents of HBR layout in Bengaluru who opposed the use of a residential property as a prayer hall. The petitioners had approached the court claiming a breach of provisions because a residential area was being utilized as a prayer hall, sometimes resulting in a significant gathering of people and causing disturbance to the residents. Upon reviewing the records, the court found that in a previous round of litigation, it was acknowledged that the Respondent Trust had constructed a building on the scheduled property for running a madarsa to educate underprivileged children and conduct prayers. The Trust had not received permission to construct the building, but the court had permitted the Trust to proceed with construction based on approved plans. During the hearing, a division bench of Chief Justice Prasanna B. Varale and Justice M.G.S. Kamal of Karnataka High Court took strong exception to the oral submission made by the counsel for the petitioner that offering prayers was a risk. The court noted that there was no specific prohibition or legal basis presented by the petitioners to prevent the use of a residential area for offering prayers, either by occupants or their guests. Despite repeated queries, the petitioner's counsel failed to demonstrate any such legal prohibition. Therefore, opining that the petition was filed on wholly erroneous impressions and assumptions, it was dismissed. Thank you for joining us. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.